So even before the wedding started, I had found a little tiny ocean jasper heart pendants in a shop somewhere in Belgium. So the day before the wedding started, I wanted to sew that into Alessandro's suit on the inside. So there was always a little crystal love representation of me. Also the meaning of ocean jasper, which is very grounding, but also always in perpetual motion, always in flow. Felt very symbolic for our relationship. Welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello, 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 everyone. I am fresh out of our wedding. And oh my gosh, we had such a magical time. It's been two weeks since the wedding. And ever since, we've just been living on this beautiful sort of wedding cloud. And every day, every week, memories start sort of like still dripping in and pictures are sent and stories are shared. So we are, yeah, in a really good, loving, happy space right now. And I thought since it's all still fresh, fresh, fresh in my memory, I would record a podcast on how our seemingly traditional wedding was actually infused with a lot of magic, intention, and of course, crystals. We are at the Crystal Guardian podcast. So yeah, it kind of all started off with the location. So the story of how we got the location is actually quite funny. We basically googled foreign weddings or we googled Italian weddings in Dutch, clicked enter. The first website that popped up was buitenlandsebruiloft.nl, which is foreignweddings.nl. We clicked it. We saw the place that we had our wedding and we looked at each other, we were like, this is it. So we emailed, we asked them like, hey, what's the availability? We want to get married around this period. And they messaged us back with, there's actually no availability anymore, but this one weekend is still under, under option for someone else. And if they cancel, then you can have that weekend. So we kind of had to give our decision super, super quick, because if, yeah, anyone else was going to be like, no, we want it in there first, then that weekend would also have been gone. So we looked at each other. We were like, are we crazy to say yes before we've even <laughs> seen this place or, you know, did anything? So we went into this sort of like this spiral of Instagram hashtag searches and YouTube searches for, you know, other people's weddings and things that they have uploaded on um, the internet. <laughs> And we loved everything that we saw. So we were like, you know what, this is wild, but we're just going to say yes. Sent a message. A week later, we heard the other couple was going to do it in spring. So our weekend was free and we got to, yeah, do it. And then 
afterwards we yeah we went to visit the place but after we've said yes and you know everything was locked down but it was like this kind of weekend to do the food tasting stuff like that and we saw the place and fell in love and it was even more beautiful than the pictures and it was just amazing 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 it's this old monastery and you know there's a certain energy about a place when people for hundreds and hundreds of years have been in devotion to the land, to a higher power. It it feels special, it feels serene, and that's what we really loved about the place. If anyone wants to do an amazing wedding in Italy, in Campania, in Tuscany, then definitely look up Querchild Poggio. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Like We did not have to do that much because just being there was already so good, so, so good. So that was the place. And then, you know, going up to the wedding, we had a few things that we wanted to do to make the wedding extra special. And I will just share everything that we kind of did and follow the whole journey of, um, yeah, pre-wedding to post-wedding. So, well, actually, Alessandro picked the color of his suit, which was green. He looks amazing in the color green, you know, like this deep foresty kind of green. And I was like, I can work with that. So I made green sort of like our color theme, which green is, of course, also the color of the heart chakra. So it felt very, very special to have that sort of like love energy around everywhere. So I asked most people if they could wear green or other sort of like earth tones. So also the whole atmosphere, you know, color. I'm a super visual person. Color is so important for me. And I was so lucky because everyone did so well with the color scheme and the mood board that I made. And, you know, I felt very, very happy in my super easy breezy way. You know, no, it was like totally fine if people were wearing something slightly different, but I, yeah, I was just super happy because it felt exactly how I had envisioned and dreamed it. So even before the wedding started, I had found a little tiny ocean jasper heart pendants in a shop somewhere in Belgium. So the day before the wedding started, I wanted to sew that into Alessandro's suit on the inside. So there was always a little crystal love representation of me. Also the meaning of ocean jasper, which is very grounding, but also always in perpetual motion, always in flow. Felt very symbolic for our relationship because together we are really, really ground up, but we give each other a lot, a lot of space to play and travel and roam and experience. Yeah, so that was before the wedding. So fast forward to the day of the wedding. We had a whole weekend, so it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we chose, you know, kind of like the easy route of they have all these things prepared that you can do. So the Friday we had like a pizza party and a wine tasting and a tour of the wine cellar there. We were like, that sounds amazing, let's do it. And it was really, really great. And then on the Saturday, of course, we had the ceremony dinner, party, the whole shebang. And on Friday, we had a beautiful sort of like chill by the pool session. And there was a food truck there that we found some local people that had that, which was such a, um, such a freaking home run. That was great. 
And what I asked two of my maid of honors, I had three maid of honors, and two of them are yoga teachers, Kira and Eugenie. So I asked both of them if they could do a yoga class in the morning. So on Saturday, the day of the ceremony, Kira gave a yoga class in the morning, which was such an amazing, amazing, amazing way to start the day. And yeah, I was so happy to really have that moment of centering. And I do feel that, you know, so many of our friends and family showed up for that yoga class. Like we had too few mats. And I really feel that it changed the energy, it changed the intention of the people there, you know, because otherwise you can wake up and it's kind of like, oh, it's the wedding day and everything's happening. And now it was such a beautiful, soft and mellow start into the day and really helped me center as well. And yeah, after the yoga class, we had breakfast and then I started getting ready. And as I was getting ready, I had a few things that I also wanted to do to make it, you know, a very special, sacred moment in time to really stand still and enjoy. So I made a crystal grid in our room. Mainly, I think I used mangano calcite, I used some rose quartz, I used some white jade, lots of selenite, lots of clear quartz to just send this really strong, healing, loving, light vibration into the space. And together with my maid of honors, we drank some cacao. Uh, Eugenie had prepared it for us. <laughs> it was a little bit scary because I am known as a very clumsy person. So to drink, at, because at that time, at that moment, I had already, you know, I had my dress on. I had everything on. It was right, right before we went out. And yeah, cacao, you know, it's not white. You see it if you spill it. So I put my sort of the the bag that I had my dress in before the ceremony. I had put that on my lap and it looked so silly, but yeah, I really did not want to risk getting my dress dirty right before the ceremony. But everything went well. I did not spill. The dress was still there and we had a beautiful moment drinking the cacao, setting an intention. Even though by that time I was sort of comforting my bridal team, my maid of honors, everyone was super nervous and I kind of stepped into that I don't know, like mothering energy of, hey guys, it's all good. Like they really wanted to do their best for me and make it a day that's, yeah, I would never forget. And so that I didn't have to do anything. And they did a really good job because I was so relaxed, but by that time they were stressing a little bit. Yeah, so that was kind of like a funny dynamic that I was sort of comforting them. And yeah, my my outfit. I really want to share about my outfit because I had some amazing things there for the first day. So I had two sort of days where I was wearing a bridal-esque outfit. So Friday I was wearing something quite bridal. And then of course also Saturday was my real, real wedding gown. So for the Friday I had a silk or a satin, I don't know what it was, Uh, dress on and my earrings they were made of um I had designed them myself with this girl that I randomly sort of met in Harlem in the Netherlands her name is Christy Schellings 
and she makes amazing, beautiful jewelry with crystals in them. And we designed mine together. It has like a keshi pearl and an agate underneath one another. And then they kind of like, it's different on each ear. How do you explain that? Like one ear, one earring has the top one in agate and the other one has the bottom one in agate and the pearls, vice versa. And they were so beautiful. They were so dreamy, really fit my Friday dress. And then my shoes, I got them from Mariah. Mariah has also been a guest on the podcast. She has her own shoe brand, which has this grounding technology embedded in them and also uses crystals on the shoes. And mine were the Selenites, or no, no wait, sorry. They are called the Selene sandals and they have moonstone on them. And the moonstone felt very beautiful and synchronistic because all the way before the wedding, when I asked my maid of honors to become my maid of honor, I had given them all a earring, moonstone earrings. So ah, I shared this on a previous podcast. So if you've learned, listened to that one, yeah, those are the earrings. And those also have moonstone. And moonstone really is the crystal of, you know, the cycles of the moon. It, it reminds us of, nature that's always in flow and it also symbolizes you know a new beginning a new cycle in life so it felt so 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 beautiful to have those moonstones embedded there moonstone is also a crystal that i work with a lot and in our household i am sort of known as the moonstone and alessandro is the labradorites so yeah it felt very very fitting for us so yeah the astara shoes the moonstone ones, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I was so happy with them. And then I wore those for the Saturday as well. I have my dress, which was an insane dress, like really, really over the top. So I kept the rest quite simple, but I felt, I felt so beautiful in it. I felt so beautiful in it. I think the brand was J. Andrietta or something like that. It's an Italian designer, but I think the designer is New York based. I'm not 100% sure, but I... Yeah. Wow. That dress. That dress. That was just magic. I loved it so much. I was so happy. I, yeah, I felt like the most beautiful woman on earth, which, you know, I think your wedding day is a good day to feel, <laughs> to feel like that. Yeah. Very, very happy. So, okay. That's all the brand stuff. I don't know. Let's fast forward to how we kind of got creative during the ceremony, because I love that part. So during the ceremony, if you listen to this podcast, you know that my grandmother has passed away um, a little bit over a year ago. And we kept one of the chairs on the front row empty. And I placed a picture and a flower of my grandmother there because I really wanted to have a place to, you know, anchor in her energy and not just, you know, think like, okay, but she's there in spirit and I can feel her energy around me. But no, actually having that place for her, specifically for her, really inviting in her energy. And yeah, it was a beautiful sort of like physical reminder of, hey, she's there. And how, what we did kind of, it's, it's a known thing, but what we loved when we came across it was this thing that you can do with a ring. So the rings, they were carried in a little selenite bowl. So selenite is a beautifully cleansing crystal. So I really felt it gave the rings that really pure light energy with them as they were carried. And then the rings were passed down from guest to guest. 
yeah, through the whole, uh, through everyone, through the whole audience. It's not an audience. <laughs> through all the guests. And every one of them could say a little intention. So we invited them to really sit still, to take a moment and to give an intention into the rings. And at the end, you know, it kind of like came back around. And then we exchanged the rings after setting a little intention ourselves as well, which was, yeah, a beautiful, beautiful moment. And it feels, you know, when I think about that, I feel my ring and I feel all the love of all those people, our family, our friends. I can really feel that there. And, you know, I... I say this so often, but one of my favorite things about our crystals is that they make the intangible tangible. You know, it makes, you know, it makes these energies, these intentions really a physical thing, a physical reminder that I can touch and think about and really feel that energy in my body again. Okay, so after the ceremony, we had drinks, had a lot of fun, then we went into the dinner. And during the dinner, I had made some name signs. I had found some clear quartz and clear quartz with chloride inclusions points, crystal points that were big enough to write on. And I used a golden marker to write every name on them. So everyone had a crystal as their name holder, name placeholder. And what I shared with them was, you know, that kind of story that I just told of these crystals being the physical reminder of this energy, this special moment that we all shared together and everyone got to take that uh, clear quartz home with them. And, uh, you know, clear quartz especially is a crystal that really holds a memory. It's very neutral in its energy. So it's a great store of a moment, of an intention, of, yeah, of an experience. So everyone kind of went home with a little piece of the wedding, a little piece of our love, of our appreciation as well, which, yeah, loved, loved, loved. And um, then after, we were also surprised by our bridal team that arranged a wishing tree. So every single person got to write a wish on a little ribbon that they tied around the, around the branch. And we get to read that uh, once we're back in the Netherlands because I gave it with my dad to just go back there as we don't have space for it here in Italy in our apartment. So that will be a really fun Christmas present for us to, uh, to dive into once we're there again. And another thing that I was so, so happy about was Eugenie, my lovely, lovely, lovely friend, one of my maid of honors. She beforehand had blessed the lens and in her speech also took a moment to stand still with everyone and yeah really connect with the earth that we were all standing on with the love that we were all feeling and really make that connection to the land she also made a little oil and aqua florida sort of mixture and everyone of our bridal team had put a little piece of the land so a little leaf or flower or something like that in there to infuse so that oil she gave to us and has the energy of that land you know she even picked like some of the grass that we were standing right on top of as we said i do to each other how special i love you eugenie thank you thank you thank you you know yeah my friends they they really really helped because of course i was busy with everything and doing so much yeah having them 
knowing what my intention is and really holding that space for me as well during this weekend was so amazing and so special. And another gift that I got, which I felt so happy about, was a little heirloom from uh, Alessandro's mother. So uh, she gave me garnet earrings that were actually, I think it was her grandmother's earrings. And they are these beautiful vintage little garnet earrings that, yeah, are gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Like, I... I love them so much and, you know, the how special it is that that was passed down through Alessandro's lineage and that I get to wear those earrings now. The garnet really stands for passion and love and creativity and is a really, like, voluptuous, big, round, sexy energy. So, yeah, thank you, Gloria. Thank you, Alice's mom, for giving that energy to us. I think it's a, a good energy to um, to start our marriage off with. And one last thing that I want to share, which is actually really quite big news as well. What we did was a audio guest book during our wedding. And um, this is something that I had come across, well, quite a while ago. I, as we were planning our wedding, as we were organizing everything, I, you know, of course, did some research on everything that there is in the whole wedding landscape. And I found this one thing that I loved because, you know, those standard audio or those standard guest books that you have at every wedding and, and you know, everyone's already kind of drunk and they just scribble something. You're there, you're enjoying the moments. You don't really have time to really write something down. That felt like such a waste of opportunity. And then I saw these beautiful companies in the US and the UK that were renting out these retro, these vintage phones, and people could pick up the phone and then just record a message from the heart. And you get to keep those for the rest of your life, which felt, for one, way more special than something that was scribbled on a book. And, you know, it also just that action of really standing still and saying something to the people that are having the wedding felt so special. So I was like, we need this. We wrote, I think, 10 companies that were doing this in the US. Maybe not 10. No, it was like three. <laughs> okay, we wrote three companies in the US and one company in the UK. You know, basically all the companies that we could find if it would be possible to get it either to the Netherlands or to Italy. And none of that like was not possible. None of them were able to do it. And I was super sad about it. I was already in my mind, like, we have we had family from the U.S. coming, so maybe they could bring it. We have family from uh, the U.K. coming, actually, as well. Like, maybe they can bring it. Like, how can we make this work? And then Ali stood still, and he was like, you know what? I think I can make it. And I remember thinking, like, mm-hmm, yeah, of course you can. Like, I, like, I don't know about that. That seems pretty difficult. He was like, no, no, no. I really think, I really think I can make it. And so we bought some vintage phones during one of the preparing days uh, that we had with our bridal team. One of my maid of honors, Lisa, she looked at the phones that we had got and uh, which were kind of like the similar phones that all the other companies were using. And she looked at it and she was like, you like this? Like, do you really like this phone? Are you, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, of course, like I bought it. I like it. She's like, you know, I have this phone at home. Maybe you want to check it out. 
So she comes and she pulls up this insanely beautiful wooden vintage, amazing phone, like really beautiful vintage. Um, yeah, phone. <laughs> and I fell in love and she was like, you know what? It was just standing here. Keep it. It's yours. So Ale went into the shed with his dad for half a day and they had made all the hardware for the phone. Then he spent two days coding and it was working. Like he, the motherfucker did it. Like it was working. How in the hell? I, I could not, I could not grasp. And it was like a whole journey to get there uh, with the coding and, you know, fine tuning and changing things here and there. And then eventually we, we made it and we got there and it was working the way that we wanted it to. Uh, which was like an amazing, an amazing victory. So now at the wedding, we had our own wedding phone and all our guests could leave messages. You know, listening back, I just did all the audio editing, uh, made a whole big long track of all the messages that we can just listen back to. And it feels so special to always have that in our pockets. And, you know, it really ranges from super funny to, you know, Alessandra Sia from... Venezuela who you know gave all her beautiful wisdom in this message that was that feels just so special and yeah after after my grandmother had passed actually I also started listening to her voicemails a lot and I don't really have a message with her voice that is really you know really her speaking like I have a few pocket dials where I can hear her talk to my mom in the background that were still like on my uh, voicemail somewhere and you know knowing that now like having those messages of my parents of our you know of our family of our friends it feels really really good like really really good to have it so yeah I'm very happy and now what are we going to do now with this phone like we are going to turn it into a little joint business venture. So me and Alessandro are starting our own company. It's going to be The Wedding Phone. On Instagram, we are theweddingphone.nl. We are not yet live, but we will be going live. I think we're going to do it around like Christmas or when we're going to be in Cape Town during January, February. Then we're going to set everything up and start renting it out before sort of like wedding season starts in the spring. So if you have a wedding and you want the wedding phone and you want to get in for like a really early kind of starting point, send me a message because the phone is here and we have this, yeah, this beautiful sign that tells you how to use it, which is like an acrylic board and it's amazing. I'm so proud of it. The audio is, yeah, really, really good. I'm very happy about this new adventure. And, you know, we promised each other that all the money that we'll make with this will just go into our fun jar and we'll use it for holidays and going out to dinner together and, you know, like doing fun stuff together. It will really be sort of like our love, our love fund. So if you want to support our love fund uh, down the line, then yeah, make sure to check us out. You can already follow us on Instagram. There's nothing there yet, just the, the handle. Because I, yeah, I really wanted to, to have that out there so no one else could make it. You never know. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to also share a little bit of this um, every now and then. Because yeah, it's cool to 
kind of have that new venture together with my new husband. Yeah, really excited about this. I feel like I said really, really, really a lot in this episode, but these were all things and causes and practices and moments that were so near and dear to my heart. And, you know, all of these things together made our seemingly traditional wedding actually a big, potent, magic bomb. Um, There was so much love there. There was so much intention there. People kept saying and telling us that it really felt different than any other wedding that they'd been to, that there was so much love. Like we kept the guest list really small as well. So it was super intimate. And it was just this one big, warm, happy family that just loved upon one another. And, you know, like all of our Friends are now also becoming friends. And yeah, it's one of my favorite things that kind of happened after the wedding as well. Something that I didn't expect was, you know, all of our people are mingling now. Like Alessandro's sister is going to ecstatic dance together with Eugenie, my best friend. And, you know, like uncles from the U.S. are meeting up with cousins from Italy. And, you know, everyone's saying like, oh, you always have like a place in my house if you want to come by. Like we have such a international family and friend sort of like base. So it feels just so incredibly special to have that and to have had this moment. I always knew that I wanted to have a wedding. I am a very traditional person. I immediately felt like that ceremonial aspect of it was something that I would love But what I didn't expect was everything that happened in sort of the run-up and during the weekend as well, which was a lot of special moments. Like, when do you really stand still and are celebrated as a person? For example, during my bachelorette, you know, all of my friends came together and celebrated me. And, you know, we did games that honored me and that showed me and they said things about, you know, like me that I didn't know, or it's it's really a moment in time where you stand still and you're like, huh, this is where I am. This is who I am. This is who I've gathered around me. And this is my community. This is my life. I think if we don't have those ceremonial moments to, to stand still, then life just passes by. And, you know, everything happens before before we even register it. And of course, we, you know, try to live with intention, try to live mindfully, try to live present in the moments. But these moments really help. These ceremonies really give us these anchor points in time and space of saying, this is what's important to me now and this is where my heart is opening up to. Yeah, go have yourself a wedding. Go, go, go. Do it if you're on the fence. I I mean, it's it's stressful. Like, let's be real. It's stressful. Like, it was a lot to arrange. And it definitely felt like having two full-time jobs at the same time. But the sacredness of it, you know, the, the kind of moments that it opened up for us, I wouldn't want to miss that for the world. It felt so beautiful. And yeah, one of my favorite weekends of my life. So that was my wedding. I'm actually quite curious how you, I don't know, maybe you have had a wedding as well. Maybe you've been to weddings that have been out of the ordinary. Like I know a lot of my friends will have like random weddings in the woods, which are more like a 
sharing circle than, you know, a traditional wedding. I think my wedding is still going to be very traditional compared to their weddings. But I can't wait to, to experience it and to be there and to hold them as well. And yeah, I would love to hear how your wedding was, how your, what your wedding wishes are. Like what's, what's going on in your world? Do you want to get married? Is that something that you want to do? Please share, send me a message. Yeah, I'm super, super curious. Sending you so much love and I'll see you for the next one. Speak soon.